We are 10 hours and 53 minutes away from the trade deadline. I'm live with Matty G, D Mac, our usual Thursday night uh, drinks and fantasy basketball. Let's call it that. Drinks first, I think. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Coming from below. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. Act a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you've always been bad. Uh-huh. We are programmed to bring you a live broadcast from the West of Funk and now resurrected Lost Arts. Don't you feel it? Brego. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am Adam King at AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you can find me at FBI Basketball uh, on Twitter. FBIBasketball.com is the website. Uh, our usual Thursday night show, uh, timing is pretty good. As I said, we're, we're just under 11 hours away from the trade deadline. Uh, so we are going to chat about the trades, albeit the very boring uh, fantasy irrelevant trades, uh, but we've got to talk about something. So maybe something happens. Uh, we've got Twitter ready just in case Woj decides to tweet something out at 4 a.m. Uh, over there. Let's bring the boys in, DMAC and Matty G, who I've got on mute. Let's unmute oh, them. There we, there we go. That's better. Uh, boys, how are we? Doing well, Kingy. G'day, Matty. G'day, D-Mac. How you doing, mate? Look, I'm good that we got on. I know StreamYard's been given uh, everyone some grief. I know Mickey Dell and uh, Skitty from the Insight team. I've got an AFL podcast that was supposed to go half an hour ago, and they couldn't. So we're lucky. We're blessed. Shout out to them for fighting a good fight. Yeah, we, we all had a few issues getting in. And so if I do apologize if we drop out unexpectedly. Uh, StreamYard, there was a a thing up on their screen when we when I logged on and said that report um, users were reporting technical difficulties and they were investigating. So whether mm. it's been fixed or whether we just got lucky, I don't know. Um, but here we are. Uh, we we made it. Have we got our drink? Well, I know you you've all, yep. Okay, what have we got? Hold up our drinks. We've got side you, track. Good gauge road. Yeah, the little fat lamb. Mm. That very good on brand. Yeah, sidetrack, uh, nice drop from Gage Rhodes, WA Classic. Okay, very nice. nice. Um, so I didn't go the, the little fat lamb tonight because I was oh, you, I you pivoted. the shop grabbing a couple of things. Could you not get Xavier Tillman in a trade so you had to pivot <laughs> elsewhere? <laughs> I popped my head into the bottle shop and uh, and found, let's get these up. Bit of James oh, Wire. Uh, oh, that's the wife's favourite one. That is um, good gear. Four pack for nine dollars. So Bargain. I was all over that. Um, that usually guides my <laughs> what I purchase, whatever's on sale. It's usually something that isn't very nice or isn't made anymore. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it, it goes. Decent, can you taste? Taste all right. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> my wife, their normal one is my is my is Matzo's ginger beer. <laughs> Shout out to Western bad, Australia, yeah. Mac. Like Matzo's ginger beer is the number one alcoholic ginger beer, hands down. Brookvale Union, a deep second, but the wife loves the Squire's normal one. So good choice, Kingy. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I have still got the little fat lamb in the fridge, but I, I thought I'd uh, yeah, pivot tonight and go with something different. Um, 
We'll start with the trades. Uh, not, not as I said, not, not really a lot to talk about from a fantasy perspective. I don't think um, the two trades we're, we're sort of looking at, and, and these happened. I, f- I feel like it was sort of when I woke up this morning. Probably same, for, similar for you guys. Uh, Fontecchio has been traded uh, for. I don't know who was it. Kevin Knox, wasn't it? I think Kevin Knox. Yeah, that, that, that's how important these trades were. So, um, they're the two the two pieces. I think there were some picks there as well. But Fontecchio is probably the name that warrants a bit of discussion. Um, Kevin Knox, I wouldn't think he's going to play much of a role in Utah. But Fontecchio had been starting in Utah, and and I th- I think Knox had sadly been starting in Detroit. <laughs> Any, anything to do with Fontecchio here? Like, do we do we think he gets a, a bump? Um, is he worth considering uh, picking up in a standard league? I think he's a deeper league consideration, but I think there's some more moves to happen, Kingy. I yeah. think um, this is just the start of it. So I'm not racing out to do anything with Simone Fontecchio uh, or any of the guys that are traded um, yesterday. Just uh, we'll play it cool for now. It just kills his immediate stream value for anyone who pulled him in for the next couple of games, to be fair, or was thinking of looking for some jazz action. Like, he again, he'd been starting. He'd be, you know, streamable here and there. And definitely in 14-man comps, he was riding a lot of benches and and, and guys waiver-wise. But I just think that's taken a big hit. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not much. I mean, I, as you said, I, I don't think Detroit are done. Um, maybe if they move Bogdanovich and they move... Alec Burks, and like maybe that frees up. But as we sort of alluded to, I mean, Fontecchio has been starting. Um, he hasn't necessarily been playing starters minutes, been playing sort of 25 minutes, uh, 26 minutes. So, yeah, look, maybe he has some stream value at some point down the stretch. But, yeah, we're not rushing to add him. He's not a priority. Um, I guess the, the, the thing that popped into my head initially was, well, what does this do in Utah? Because he's gone and he was starting, and I don't think Kevin Knox will start. So could they start Kelly Olynyk? The only thing with that is I think Kelly Olynyk's probably going to be traded. So <laughs> if if for some reason trade talks fall apart and Olynyk's still there and he does move into the starting lineup, maybe we go and add him. But I wouldn't be doing that just yet because there are probably quite a few teams interested in Kelly Olynyk. Um, wouldn't surprise me if, if the Lakers or just a team who needs a really good floor spacing backup center. There, there's a lot of teams that could use Kelly Olynyk, so I'm sure there is no shortage of, of suitors. Um, anything else there's in, been talk in of him going back? To, I was just going to say, King, there's been talk of him going back to Boston as well, which would be yeah. quite romantic, but yeah, that would kill his value altogether. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean that. Perfect segue into the next trade. Xavier Tillman heading to Boston. Um, are we? Uh, I mean, th- this basically kills Tillman's streaming value. Uh, he's been out the last couple of games anyway. I- I'm not touching anyone in Memphis, and, and I don't think I will be. But if if you were holding him, um, I, th- I think you can just go ahead and move on now because he's going to be purely backup. He'll get. There'll be moments like there'll be games down the stretch in the last 30 games of the season where he probably gets a start because Porzingis will do something, Horford will rest. So there'll be little moments, but generally speaking, he's probably going to be 15 minutes a night um, yeah. playing the backup. I like it as a real-life pickup for Boston. I, I think he's yeah. he's a solid addition there. 
Um, but are we doing anything with with this Boston Memphis trade? Oh. No, leaving that one alone, Kingy. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to. No, look, I'm, Memphis is. I, I think Maddie. I've got to bring out the message. Maddie uh, Matrix from Insight. He's a massive Grizzlies fan. So he was obviously on the whole, like, it's okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put it together 25 games in, you know, Jar will come back and it'll be all right. And then he was obviously in tears when Jaron Jackson Jr. decided to be the worst power forward center he's ever been in his entire life to start the season. They've just had a shit run. And he said, I'm trying to bring up the photo. He sent me the one the other day and it was just this, there was 13 outs, whatever it was for the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's almost like you could by committee just randomly start any player any night from Memphis and they might be able to go okay. I can't remember what yeah. it was he sent me. And it was like, they basically had to call up some G League. I think a guy in the second row of the of the crowd just got given a jersey to sit on their bench for the night and he got a 10-day contract out of the situation. <laughs> yeah, so that I, I, it's the, that's kind of the grisly situation at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not fun. Um, theoretically, there's fantasy value there, but knowing who it's going to be, um, they could still go. move a number of pieces. So they had 13 players out due to injury versus the Celtics. Yeah. Injury. Insane. Injury. Injury. Yeah. And I've got a lot of Vince Williams shares as well. And I'm just not that confident that he's going to play every no. single game. He's playing yeah. too well. So they yeah. have to bench him. That's the issue. Yeah, pretty much. Um, now, this is something that I, I was actually looking at this, and I'll just bring it up now because um, I was looking at it. Because we're sort of this week we've been preaching don't don't add people yet. Keep your waiver wire pickups for after the trade deadline. But this is actually one that I noticed. Mm. Um, I didn't see this game because I was at work. But um, Valentunas went down with I believe a calf injury, um, yes. and Larry Nance played started the second half, played about twenty eight minutes. Didn't have a great line, but he had four steals. Uh, so. I don't know. Would you consider going and getting Nance as a bit of a preemptive thing? I don't know whether either of you saw this injury um, to JV and whether whether it is something that might cause him to miss time. But is uh, is Nance someone that you would consider wait not wasting but using one of your pickups on this week? I saw the injury. I saw it happen. There was a collision with uh, Bi. Didn't look too serious, and he was able to walk himself to the locker room. And he's considered day-to-day at this stage. But uh, mm. we know that Nance is a bit of a fantasy darling. It's He's always had that ability. He's, um, I think if you've got enough moves, he could be one of these speculative ads. But, again, it really depends on how many moves you do have in your league as well. I don't know if I would blow a move on Nance if I only had three moves um, going I'll, into trade deadline. I'll actually play devil's advocate and say that I would. I would actually say I just grab him, not even as a speculative ad, but because New Orleans does have a back-to-back set on Friday and Saturday. So I don't know if they're going to rush JV back there or play him one of the two games, necessarily speaking. And Friday, I mean, Saturday is a really heavy day as well with 11 games on for Saturday. So have a look and see if you have a center or a power forward spot. In one center leagues, if JV was your center, you probably just want to make a speculative pickup at this point and pick him up in that situation. Uh, If you've got an IR spot, Tune into Larry Nance, pick him into your squad, put Jonas into the uh, the IR. Eleven games is going to be harder to stream, but there's only six games on Friday, so look, it's a back to back set. I don't know if they're going to race him. So, if you do have and you can store him, store him. If not, yeah, you could look elsewhere. 
it's a nice handcuff. But when I go yeah. to trade deadline, I'm looking at longer term value rather than uh, oh, yeah. maybe a short term. So I'm thinking something that yeah. may actually push the needle and get me a, a win in the uh, in the mm. league. But yeah, I, I like your point, Maddie. Yeah, and look, I mean, we we it's tough. We we don't have any any information on this injury, and it could yeah. be a month injury. We like if it's a, a calf injury, we saw Zubats miss what three weeks? Mm. I want to say yeah. three three and a half weeks. So yeah. maybe, but we just don't know. Um, life of cars. Yeah, we don't have Fab in our league, and I'm in two of those leagues. Uh, so it's first come first served, and and I was talking to the boys off air. For, for us here in, in Australia, obviously, and probably a lot of the listeners, a lot of this action is going to happen tonight while we're asleep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a, a, a restless night and checking Twitter and checking what's going on because what, at least one of the leagues I'm in, I'm the only person not in the US. So if I mm. want to snap up some of these uh, potential values based on trades and things like that, I'm going to need to do it pretty quickly. So... Yeah, it is going to be a, a long night of refreshing Twitter and, and checking my lineups and checking waivers, uh, which is going to be a long always- day for me during my uh, my day job as well. It's going to shout out to anyone watching from work, but I'm going to be hopeless tomorrow. Yeah, well, you're, you're it's even earlier for you. Trade deadline, so for myself and Maddie, trade deadline is 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for you, Dan, That's it's 4, 4 a.m. 4 a.m., yeah. Uh, and I believe you, you'll be up with Kayla doing a show at 4 a.m.? Uh, I'll be up at 2.30 and I'll be doing a show with another another person, um, Puppy Roy, uh, but then Kayla's going to yep. join me as soon as deadline hits. I think she's um, okay. going on to your show as well. Yeah, she is. She's coming on to my show after that. Um, so, yes, it will be an early morning. Um, I, I do have tomorrow off work uh, because I oh, have nice. a couple of things I have to do um, in the afternoon. So, yeah, I not not getting a lot of sleep won't be the end of the world. Um, now, this is just something I thought because I was just going to focus on trades and things like that, but because we haven't really had any trades, I just came up with a topic. I was listening to uh, the Rotowire show this afternoon on my way home from work, um, and they were discussing biggest busts of the season so far and, and, and who it is for you. So my the next lot of text after this one is actually a list, a uh, short list of players who were drafted inside the top 100. So their, their Yahoo ADP was inside the top 100. And I've put yep. them in order of Ooh. where their ADP compares to their nine-category player rank this season. So the, the, the player with the biggest difference um, yep. is, is your biggest bust, so to speak. Um, but before I bring that up, I thought just biggest busts for you guys and this might just be someone who who isn't even on my list but who you've got on your team who has been really disappointing this year um i don't know dan we'll start with you i don't have him on any of my teams but i talked him up as a lot of analysts did but it's jordan paul but i say he's a bust right now Mm. that's an obvious call i feel like come trade deadline there could be some value for the rest of the season there could be some moves made um, that does help his value moving forward. I don't think he gets traded away, but I think some guys could be traded for, such as Tyus Jones, um, that would allow him to play more point guard, mm. get some more usage as well. But, yeah, so far, easy one for me, Jordan Paul. All right, Maddie, what about you? Oh, don't do this to me, Kingy. Um, look, it's hard because I don't think I was too aggressive on anyone. I kind of tempered my expectations a little bit from where they went. I think the biggest disappointment of late, t- to be honest, 
would probably be I did draft Steph Curry at one point in one league and I did trade him out early for a good return. So he was disappointing as of late, but obviously he's Stephen Curry and then he just does these things like he has the last few games. And we all just, we take for granted the magic that the guy really and truly is. Like I heard a, I heard um, Wajni Lambre on one of the Ringer podcasts go that he would love that he, don't dis, don't discount the fact that LeBron could be in if a LeBron trade we wake up to a massive one that he ends up in Golden State because he wants to play with Stephen Curry, how great that would be and I, and I laughed about it. And it would kind of be because we kind of forget that. I think the one that probably hurts me the most is Miles Turner because I wanted to put it. You were there with me, Kingy, when we wanted to do a paces stack. And I really like the concept of a paces stack of guys like Tyrese Halliburton and and Buddy Heald and, and Miles Turner. So the two big ones you were looking for. And he's just been really disappointing of late. He doesn't look to be as engaged. And yeah, I think for me, seeing him slip down outside the top 100 in the last three weeks has been just, just sad, really sad. Yeah, I do think that that probably coincides a little bit with the Halliburton injury and the the limited minutes. Like I think they yeah. he just needs him on the court to yeah. um, to really thrive. But but yeah, look, both certainly both um, both players have been disappointing. Um, Jordan Poole for me was the one that came to mind. Yeah. Um, especially fresh off his zero point performance today. Um, <laughs> really, like we, we just keep waiting for him to, to turn it around, but I don't know. I don't. So know he won the spot off today. That, that was a great tweet today. There was he a, having a spot off with uh, Garland. Garland at least got, I think he ended with 11 and five or something. It was still a pretty spuddy performance, but uh, yeah, Paul did win that. So here's the list. Uh, so Scoot Henderson, who was his ADP was 101. So I've yep. included him in here. His player rank is 353 this season. So difference of 252. Uh, oh, Jesus, Andrew Wiggins, just... difference of 186. Jordan Poole, he's there as, as we we thought. I think his ADP was about one uh, was about 50 ish from memory, and he's sitting at about 170. Uh, Giddy, Josh Giddy, uh, similar. I think his ADP was slightly lower, around 60, and he's sitting around 160. Jalen Green uh, was was sort of in that, I think, 80 to 90 range, and he's sitting down around 180, 190. And Darius Garland, um, who's – I feel like he was sort of a, a top 30 player, and he's hmm. sitting down closer to the top 100. So there's just some names. Um, there are Can others. I ask you – can I ask you both on this one? Jalen Green last year finished the season, according to Hashtag Basketball, at 153 at the end of the year. I think, is there just this thing now of all of that list? Scoot Henderson's a rookie. He's had his injuries. He's had his ins and outs. Wiggins was disappointing coming off the back of last season. Jordan Poole would be the hype for this season. Like We could have had a league-leading scorer here was the chat. Giddy's had a bunch of stuff going on, and we, we expect him to be better. Garland, yet yeah, injured, could be better. Turnovers really crushed him to begin the year. But do we keep on putting more faith in Jalen Green year after year after year to improve, to improve, and to improve after that rookie season where he had that really nice breakout at the second end? But he's just been disappointing the last two years since. Like, do we expect him to be where eventually? Or do we just keep overdrafting him, hoping that's going to be the breakout year for Jalen Green and we want to be on it? Uh, it's a tough one. I I didn't draft him anywhere, so I'm not invested in him 
personally. Yeah. Um, but I do know he's been good the last little bit. Um, he had one one sort of dud game, but he's had what one, two, three, four games of thirty points, at least thirty points yeah. in the last eight. Um, he's top. Where are we? Top thirty over the last two weeks. Um, yeah. So we're seeing a flash. We're seeing a glimpse of of what we thought he might be able to do. But given we've seen three years of this, where he'll have a couple of weeks of productive offensive output then he just goes back to to shooting like 40 percent and adding nothing in the peripherals i'm still not convinced um i don't know he's one of those guys i think people a lot of fantasy managers are just drawn to those high volume scorers and and they so they will inflate their their value in their mind because they can score 20 points a game um and they tend to not look at the fact that he's getting three assists 0.8 0.8 steals and shooting like 40, 38%, whatever. Um, so I still think people will, he'll get overdrafted again next year. I just think he's one of those guys. Um, but personally, yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced he can be anything other than what we've seen. I completely agree. But he has been on a tear recently and you do, yeah. do see that flash and he's got that ability. But being such a high draft pick, I guess that's why people buy into the fact that Maybe it's his year. Maybe this is his time. But you look at that, um, the Houston talent, the, the young talent, it's it's mm. immense. And his mm. name's come up in trade rumours for obvious reasons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, the team around him is getting significantly better. Um, they've got good young talent. They've got Van Fleet. Shengun is having a breakout season. Uh, Jabari yeah. Smith is, is looking. Jabari Smith is, is taking those steps that we thought he might. Jalen yeah. Green isn't. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit frustrating. Um, I've got our Aussie-themed question next, but I just thought I'd, I'd bring this one up because I, I did see something on Miles Bridges uh, about an hour ago. Did Miles Bridges get drafted in your leagues? He wasn't in mine and he shirted the balance of power in our league. Do you think he gets traded, maybe loses some value? Uh, well, I'll answer that question in, in terms of my leagues. He was... Feel he was probably drafted in a couple of them. I know he wasn't in in two of my big leagues because I, as soon as our draft was done, I moved someone to an IR spot and went and picked him up uh, off waivers. So I've got him in two leagues, and and he has been really good. Um, do I think he gets traded? So I think the the thought process here, or what what we were hearing, was that Phoenix were quite interested, and and that was going to basically not eliminate his value, but probably take him from a top 50 down to a top 100 player. I saw a short video uh, on Twitter about an hour, hour and a half ago uh, of Woj, um, just giving a little bit of an update on, on on trades and rumors and things like that. He indicated that he doesn't think Bridges is on the move. He thinks Horn, the Hornets now want to keep him and are interested mm. in re-signing him. So, He's made it difficult, hasn't he? Two forty pieces yeah. back to back. He yeah. has. Um, so I don't know that. I, I mean, take from that what you will. But Woj is generally a, a pretty reputable source, obviously. So he he tends to have his ear to the ground and, and knows what's going on. So if you have bridges on your team, like I do, and you are worried about this trade sort of halving his value, maybe that's not the case. Maybe. Maybe Charlotte are gonna are gonna move forward with him, um, given 
I mean, he's been well-behaved, let's say well-behaved, uh, <laughs> on the court this season and, he, and he's played well. So, I mean, he's done everything he can on the court to to try and earn that roster spot. So, I don't know, your thoughts on, on Bridges there? I know we're going to talk about Bridges later on, uh, so it's a really nice yeah. segue, but I mm. do have him in a league and it happened to be a keeper league. So I picked him up at the end of last season, thought, what's the chance of this guy playing and playing well? It didn't cost me very much, so I did keep him. I copped a couple of well, a few couple weeks of zeros because in that league, ESPN don't uh, don't at me, but yeah, ESPN league, um, suspended players weren't allowed to go into IRIL. But I thought it was worth the punt, and it's paid dividends. Uh, was he top forty in nine cat at the moment? Twenty sixth in the last three weeks, which is insane. And yeah, two forty hmm. pieces in a row is making it very difficult for them to trade him away. Yeah, I've got. I'll, I'll put I'll put the money where my mouth is because I got. Uh, I got aggregated because I know in one league, like you said, DMAC, they that you couldn't put him in IR straight away, and then you could put him in IR straight away. So it was depending on where you draft him because I heard rumors that it could happen. So I tweeted out, like, is this happening? Yes or no to Dr. A. He was like, yeah, no, that shouldn't be happening. I'll look at the back end. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's my advice. Like, don't trade him knowing you're going to miss that games if you don't have an IR. Like, you can't put him in IR. Don't draft him. So I'll put my money where my mouth is. I picked him up on one league. My friends and family league. I picked him up on the uh, the fourth of November before he came back, so I had to kind of gauge where I was going to make a jump and take a couple of weeks of zeros there. If you drafted him and you drafted him early into an IR, you, you're bloody lucky as life of cuz because you're like he's just shifted the balance of power entirely. I've got him. I know I've traded him in one league for some stability, but geez, he's making it hard. And with unsurety around Lamelo Ball. He's obviously the big dog in town in Charlotte right now, and he's play, he's playing for money. It's a contract. Let's not let's not the narrative. Like I know it's not bullshit necessarily, but boys, the man's playing for money right now. He lost he's lost a lot of favor, obviously with his off court bullshit. So, what can you do to put money back in your pocket? Well, play good basketball, like do your job well and be paid for it. Like you can't, I think it coincides at a point. Absolutely. Yeah, he did drop a bag, didn't he? After. The- you have court issues, but so yeah, it's a bit of a uh, comeback yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do our Aussie question. We did movies, I think, last week. We did Vegemite the week before, or something like that. So this week, I thought I would, and when I put this in, I don't know if you, un- hopefully, you, you sort of understood okay. what I meant by favorite yeah. local takeaway. So I don't mean McDonald's or KFC <laughs> or, or that. I mean somewhere local where you live. Yep. where you will go, it might be a Chinese um, restaurant, it might be a takeaway. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> well I'll let you go, Maddie. Take it away. Uh, you, you put that in, King. I, I thought ex- I knew exactly what you meant. So shout out to the local Thai place, Monkey King, down the road. Um, it's straight up, like to them, um, Manush Pizzeria over the street and Charcoal Charlie's down the road here. Like I've got my locals. Charlie's. Charcoal Charlie's represent. Got, 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 to, got to get that flame grilled chicken. Um, yep. nah, man, that's just, I love my local foods and I, you know what? I don't know if you guys grew up like me, but when you can walk into a local fish and chip shop or to a local shop and say g'day to the owners and you know them by name or the people there and they're like, g'day Maddie or g'day, you know, g'day D-Mac, g'day Kingy. Like that just makes it, that's when it's a local place. So yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's those guys like with a bullet, um, because my butcher shop isn't a takeaway place. I just buy the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, have you got any any personal favourites or, or go to places? 
Yeah, number one for us, and it's a family favourite, it's the local fish and chips. So I'll, yes. I'll probably give away where I live, but it's Melville Fish and Chips just around the oh, corner. Cheap as and top quality. So shout out to those guys. But kids Can I ask it, you what you're, do you do you do the like if you ask for like two dollars of chips, like you know, back in the day where you go have two bucks of chips and you walk away feeling like a king? Is it like yeah, that? You can still do that. Absolutely is. And it's, yeah, just the wrapping as well. It's so old school, and I just love it. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh so, so for you, me, mate? hey. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, for me. So for me, it's uh it's actually um I mean we've got a couple of go-tos here in so where I live now, I live in Queanbeyan, which is uh, it's basically a suburb of Canberra yeah. in Australia. Um it's not technically we're in another state, but we're we're 10 minutes from Canberra. Um Prior to living, so I grew up here, but we we lived out about 20 minutes out in the country um, for about 10 years. It's where the kids went to school, so it's where we raised the kids. Um, so I've got a few friends out there, that sort of thing. And there's a local takeaway out there called Swannies. And uh, and whenever I go and visit a friend out there or I'm, I'm out there, I go and grab a, a big hamburger with the lot from Swannies. Oh, yes. Best burger I've had ever by far. Nothing's even come close. It's... And, and they, they know me too. So it's like you said, when I go in, they still know who I am and they know what I'm getting. Uh, Swanee's Burger, uh, large chips, chicken salt. Uh, oh. they, they hear me coming and they, and they they have it ready to go. So that would be my go-to. Um, chicken salt. It is a bit of a drive. Yeah, that's it's mean, chicken salt. has to be yeah. chicken salt. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But also the my sign mom. that they know you, is that a, that's a good sign or that's bad? That means I'm going too often. And <laughs> that's a good sign. That's good. That's good. That means you get the extra chicken salt. It means like if it wasn't – the corresponding thing is if it was the local Maccas, instead of just stopping at the two and a half whips on the 50-cent cone, they're giving Kingy the four every time. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, no, no. Yeah. Part of the, the reason is yeah. because the, the people that own it um, – I was so I was a, an early childhood teacher out there where I lived – and so I was their kids' teacher. So that's why they know me as well. It's not because I oh, spent wow. all my time in the takeaway store. <laughs> um, I, we, I did actually have a, a like a relationship, friendship with them away from the food as well. Ah, uh, all right. On to our – no trades have happened, just if, if anyone watching along. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, Twitter's pretty dead. Uh, yeah, very little happening. So we, we don't really have any trades to talk about. So – We'll go with our uh, hypothetical fantasy trades. Um, now, we had Miles Bridges last week uh, on this as well. We did Miles Bridges and Mikhail Bridges. It was as Battle of the Bridges. We've gone with Bridges again this week against Tobias Harris, uh, who mm. has been very good this season, I would say, and with no Joel Embiid for, let's say, six weeks at least. Yeah. Tobias Harris is... Probably option B, I, I would say, offensively behind uh, Tyrese Maxey. So, uh, whose was whose was this one? You have to remind me. That's mine, Kingy. It was yours. Well, you can lead us off then. What what's uh, what are these two? What are the numbers look like over the last few weeks? Yeah. So we said that Miles Bridges has been the 40th ranked nine cap player on the season, but over the last three weeks, he's 26th. Tobias Harris isn't far behind him and quite similar in style and play, but with trade deadline coming up, and we just spoke about Miles Bridges potentially going to the Suns, maybe not now. Um, I've been getting a couple of questions around these two in particular, straight swap 
Miles Bridges and Tobias Harris. And Maddie, is this something that you've actually come across yourself? Yeah, I know I put it in chat and and I'll literally read you the message because I got it in one of my leagues that I'm in with some mates that I got invited to. And I've been trying to I'm undecided on what to do with Miles Bridges, to be honest, as an owner. So this is I traded him for um Tobias Harris in one of my mates' leagues. He sent me the trade for Miles and I said only if it's Toby. And he was like done. And he revised it and sent it out in a fan tracks league uh last week. I tried the exact same trade today for you in my friends and family league. I'm like, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And I sent it back and I had, no, don't want a bloke with a DV charge on his name. So literally like the personal side came into it. So this is where the separation of church and state, DMAC, I think it's got a lot of people like in their feels about it. Yeah, you I, hear about some leagues that just, they will not allow him to be drafted, will not allow him to be rostered, which is interesting because... I think you yep. can put those things aside and there's a lot of guys in the NBA and we won't name names, but a lot of guys that have less than perfect records uh, across their lives. So yeah, DV is never one to um, shirk away from Very, very no. much against that sort of crap. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm able to separate the two. So yep. for me, if I'm looking at these two guys, from what Kenny was saying with Woj's update not too long yeah. ago, I'm probably leaning towards Miles. What about you guys? Um, yeah, look, it is close. Um, when you posed this, uh, earlier today, I was probably still under the, the sort of the impression that Bridges was going to be traded. So for me, it was Tobias Harris just because of that uncertainty. Um, and obviously if we do this show at this time tomorrow, we'll have an answer. We'll know where Miles Bridges is playing. So, um, but given based on what we know, and I don't know, assuming he stays in Charlotte, uh, I still think I might go with Harris, which is very, again, it's very off-brand for me because I'm not a big Toby Harris guy. Um, I just, I don't know, he's he's always been good, but he's, he's just, he sort of doesn't really set the world on fire in any one category. But I just think with him beat out, uh, and look, I mean, another, another part or another factor, in this decision could be what it, what are the Sixers do at the deadline? Are they bringing someone yeah. in? Are they bringing another centre in? So so there is a lot of uncertainty, but, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go Tobias Harris um, just. Uh, yeah. I, and I don't know why. I, it, to me, yeah. I just am. I'm... I'm in my feels about it because I don't know if I was... This is the thing because I did this trade already. I was fine with it. But the thing is, when I just got when I just got declined with don't want a DV guy, I'm like, well, that's your loss. So my gut instinct was like, actually, like Miles has been pretty elite. The one thing that we need to like, and shout out to Mitch Casey as well. I think one of the first chats I ever had with Mitch Casey over Twitter was like, we're talking about guys, and I call Chris Middleton and I call Toby Harris houses. Like it's houses Middleton and houses Harris. Like they're safe, safe as houses. They're yeah. safe bets. You, you know what you're going to get. But to be fair, Toby's been fucking elite this season. He's the 43rd ranked player on, on the year. Like on the year, this is including Joel Embiid having an MVP caliber season. This is including Tyrese Maxey being an all-star, an all-star player this year in Philadelphia. So I just, you know what? Hats off to the man. Let's give him his flowers instead of being houses, being a, being a little mini mansion. So I, I don't know if I was offended, but 
the one neg we have to say is that if you're looking long-term, the one mark we have to put on uh, on Miles Bridges is that he has a two-game week in the NBA playoffs. So that's the only thing we need to keep on our flags, come down the track. So if you're fighting and you're in the playoffs, he has a two-game week in week 21. But in next week, they play five games. And with no Lonzo Ball, Jesus, Mother Mary, and Joseph, you could put a hurt on. It's five, four, three, four, and then two and 21. But if you go into 22 and 23, God forbid you go into 24, it's four games for those three weeks as well. Comparatively, Philadelphia is all over the shop. They go three, four, three. Then they've got three weeks of fours from 21. So if you're looking at it playoff schedule-wise that way, if you can take the hit that one week, but if he puts up the numbers that he's putting up right now, like it's almost pretty much the equivalent of four games in two. That's the only knock on him right now. So I'm just going to, I'm going to take miles because you know what? Why not? I'm going to, I'm going to ride him this week. Guys, yeah. I am a yeah. bit biased just because he is in my keeper league and there's going to be a bit of longevity as well. Let's hope that there's no more domestic violence issues. Maybe there's no more court appearances, those types of things. So I am a little bit biased and he's doing really well for me this season, but yeah, interesting, interesting thoughts around that um, playoff schedule. I guess you almost need to consider if you do go deep into the season, not recommended is Embiid going to be back um week 23 week yeah. 24 as well yeah yeah there's lots of i mean as with all of these discussions tonight um there's a lot of moving pieces a lot could change in the next uh what 10 hours and 16 minutes now so you know, uh, I think i'm gonna swing with kingy as of this second i'm gonna take toby just you know what i'm gonna take the houses i'm gonna take the mini mansion I- i'm gonna do that because I don't know, because there is some shifty shit happening in Charlotte, and this brings me to my one, I guess. Great sec- great pushing of the buttons, Kingy. Jesus, yeah, look at that. I'm on it. You're bloody hell. See, my whole thing as well is that we don't know what's going on with Charlotte. So I think we have questions around Philadelphia. They are a contending team making a contending move. But that none of that's a neg on Toby Harris. Charlotte's been woeful. And their injury reporting, Mark Williams has been out. Gordon Haywood has been healthy, by the way, and able to play the last two or three games, and they've just held him back. Maybe because of the trade deadline, we don't know what's going on. Miles is obviously cooking. LaMelo Ball has been out. Well, I don't know what his status is. He's healthy. He's not healthy. He's He plays, and then he has a, a flare-up or swelling. So this is where I thought my interesting exercise would be, what about two teams that are in a similar scenario like the New York Knicks that have been injury-prone. OG Ananobi's been out as of late. Julius Randle, we all know, is out for the next probably three more weeks. Mitch Robinson's been out. Isaiah Hartenstein has come in there. Jalen Brunson has been injured now as well. And so there's a little bit of a bump happening here in New York. So they're in a bit of a flux because of injuries, just like Charlotte. And I think Brandon Miller has been the hottest name. I did the pod the other night. I put him on the cover of our, of our episode because he's just been amazing. Like the bloke has been on fire. Um, to be fair, these guys in player rankings, they're not too dissimilar over the past few weeks as well. And so this is where, when we look at this as an exercise, like you said, DMAC, we look at the last two or three weeks. Uh, and so over the last three weeks, Dante DiVincenzo has been the 29th best player in the last three weeks. And I picked him up in three leagues off waivers after the trade, thinking that he might be top one like maybe inside the top 100 110 if i'm lucky but you know what for a waiver guy great i'll add him this is bloody elite 
Brandon Miller, for all the hype, has funnily enough only been three positions behind and at rank 32. And so with all the uncertainty, it, this is an uncertainty question. At this exact point in time, before the trade deadline, before people come back from their injuries, who do you take right now? Because Dante DiVincenzo put on another clinic today. It's ridiculous. The man is ridiculous right He's now. He's turned into Steph fans. Curry. He has turned into <laughs> Steph. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like the guy is just – and do we remember when Thibodeau was benching him? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to make of it. Like do we need to have him – do we need to have the guys piss tested at this point? Because he's doing he's doing, doing Tom Thibodeau minutes. He's averaging like 30 points a game. The thing which I have loved is the steals, and that's been incredible. Like his steals, his defense, his everything, his commitment to stepping up in New York – like, I don't know. Who, who do you take? Do you take Brandon Miller with LaMelo Ball having to come back in? Gordon Haywood, we don't know. There was even word a couple of weeks ago that he might re-sign for a, a, a smaller contract in Charlotte. Mark Williams has to come back. What happens with this team? And if Miles Bridges doesn't move, we all know that he needs to continue to eat. What becomes of Brandon Miller after this incredible stretch that he's had? Who do you take going forward until the end of your fantasy playoffs? Not for real basketball, just for fantasy. Matty, I just wanted to touch on Dante. Like He's got a couple yep. of mates from college days as well. And so we've talked about it previously. I've talked about it on my show that people in comfortable environments and the culture is, seems to be really good in New York yep. as well. He's thriving at the moment. Yes, some injuries have helped him with some playing time, but he's looking comfortable. He looks comfortable in his skin. Mm. I think he's uh, he's playing at an elite level. But going to your your question, for me, I'm looking at rest of season value. I'm looking at value come fantasy mm. playoffs. And just with those injuries to the Knicks, I think come playoff time, Dante is not going to completely fall off a cliff, but I think his value is just going to be a little bit muted compared to someone like a Brandon Miller, who I think can have sustained value. Uh, Lamelo, I can't see him playing consistently. He may play and then he may sit. He may not even be playing for the rest of the season. We just don't know. And like you said, uh, the Hornets reporting is a, a shit show at the moment. So for me, it's and, Brandon Miller. And for 19, 20 and 21 of your fantasy weeks, the Knicks also, because we should start to look at this just a little bit more to get value. The Knicks do play three games each of those three weeks before hitting the uh, hitting four from the rest of them. So it all depends on when you finish your league in that regards as well. What about you, Kingy? Oh, just making sure I'm not on mute. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going back through my league. because So I've I've picked up uh, DiVincenzo in a league and I was just having a look when I picked him up because it was before. Yeah. I'll do the same. So I, did I picked the... him up 1st of January. I picked him up um, yeah, in, a, in a league and... Pull up his game log here. Mate, I picked him up one day beforehand. After I must have picked him up on the day of the trade. So the, the trade must have happened between, was it New Year's Eve? Because I picked him up on New Year's Eve from free agency in one league. It could have been. Uh, oh, no. I actually, no. Oh, fuck me. I'm lucky. I, I dropped him on Christmas Day and I picked him. I dropped. I, I added him on Christmas Day for a stream. I dropped him on Boxing Day and then I must have re-added him again. I, then I added him again from free agents because I'm looking at me, me, me of the last three actions in one league that I grabbed him. Yeah, so I so I got him, yeah, first, uh, just coming off, I wonder if, hang on, is that is that my time that I picked him up? So that was, I picked him up on the 1st of January, our time, which is the 31st. I'm just seeing, so he had it, because he had a 38-point game on the 30th, so no, I would have missed that. Mm. So he had a 38-point game 
uh, in a loss to the Pacers on the 30th yep. of December. So yep. I would have picked him up for every game. So every, every game I've picked him up in since, uh, he's scored double digits except one. Um, all I picked him up for, really, in that league that, that I grabbed him, I just wanted steals, assists, and threes. That yep. was really all I was looking for, and, and he's done that in spades. And he was doing that before the injuries. So he was starting. Uh, he was only playing 25, 26 minutes yeah. as a starter. So the injuries have certainly helped. But, yeah, I mean, as you, as you said, D-Mac, he, he's just happy. He's content. He's, he's happy. with mates. Yeah. He's just running around. He's getting big minutes. Uh, Brandon Miller has been, yeah, look, on a tear. I mean, he's been phenomenal yeah. the last couple of weeks. Um, for me... It's another hard one. I a, I think I might go Divincenzo just just because I I know the scoring has been phenomenal and and that's not sort of what what his game is usually built on. I feel like his foundation is strong enough or his floor is strong enough that even when he's scoring twelve or fourteen points, he'll still get three threes. He'll still get you five assists. He'll still get you one one point two one point four steals. Where I just think we've seen Brandon Miller go up and down, and, and that's—I yeah. mean—that's rookies. They, they'll that's he'll have this real hot stretch, and then he'll just—he'll start. Um, he might lose some confidence. His shots will, will start missing, and then I just don't feel like he has that game that Divincenzo has to fall back on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's probably Divincenzo. Um, I think, but. I think you could probably also consider selling high on both of them at the moment. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I made Miller my sell high the guy the other night. He was my pick for that one. And it's really interesting when you say that when we look back over the last um when we do look back at the past week, it's really funny to see where they've gone. Dante DiVincenzo in the past week has been the number one uh, number not number one, number eight. I just looked up and I saw Wemby's number one jersey and I got very distracted <laughs> uh very quickly. Um he's been in this stretch of Brandon Miller, he has been the 12th best player. So this is peak Brandon Miller. He's been the 12th best player in the past week. And Dante has been the 18th best player. So we're splitting hairs over. They're so closely tied together on whichever depth chart you look. And and this is the interesting thing. They both play, and this is what I really thought really interesting about. They both play shooting guard small forward. So in whatever league you're in, you get them eligible in a guard spot. You get them eligible at SG, but you also get them eligible in an SF and a forward spot. So they make them really good weapons to deploy in in pretty much all formats as well. So I'm going to take, because I was a Charlotte Hornets fan in the 90s and I don't own him in any leagues and I, and I have a bit of FOMO, I'm going to take, I'll probably just take Miller for the long term that I want to have him in his rookie season. But I think they've both got sustained value the rest of the way, especially in fantasy. I think when Randall's back, though, obviously, yeah, DiVincenzo goes off a cliff. Uh, so this is mine. Uh, now, I was actually going to do use DiVincenzo um, in my oh. matchup, but oh. you beat me to it. So I was going to do okay. – and when I actually – when I look at the player rankings, they're probably not close enough to do it. But I was going to do DiVincenzo and Ao de Sunmu rest of the season um, because – I think DiVincenzo is the better player, but Desunmu has a pretty clear path to minutes at the moment and has been playing well. So I don't know. That was mine, but then because you took – I didn't want to do two DiVincenzo. So I just like Wemby. I like talking about Wemby. So I just had a look at where he's he's ranked over the last three weeks and found a comparable player in terms of 
uh, rank and position. So I've gone for Victor Wembanyama and Demontis Sabonis. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's it, it's two similar players, as I said, in terms of where they play, but quite different in terms of mm. how they play. Um, I'm going to just go through Wembanyama's box scores because they're fun to read. Yeah, they uh, are. I'm looking at them. Right now. <laughs> um, to, I mean, you could say like they. So they played today. It was today, I think. Yeah, it was today. They lost to the Heat, uh, and you could probably say it was a down game for Wembanyama. He had 18 and 13 with three assists, one steal, and one block, and that's a down game uh, for a rookie. He, yeah. Look, he's basically he's playing back to backs now. The minutes. Yep. Limit. I mean, he's not officially Stupid. on a minutes limit, but he's playing twenty eight a game. Um, I I don't think that they'll roll him out there for 34, 35 minutes at all for the rest of the season. Um, but we're seeing even in twenty eight minutes, he's a first round player. Sabonis, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get a do- walking double double, almost a walking triple yep. double um, yeah. now. So assists, rebounds are elite. Points are solid enough. Um, he's he's efficient, uh, not super efficient from the free throw line. Doesn't hit a lot of threes. Doesn't really get you defensive stats. Wemby scores a little bit more. He just has to, so he does. Um, not as efficient, but he hits threes. He gets blocks. He gets steals. He gets sneaky assists. No, certainly mm. not to the level that Sabonis does. But he, he has had. We had one triple double. Uh, his ability to pass out of the no, post no. is just the most freakish thing I have ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Yeah, his, his vision, ability, to, his vision, so and he can just once he figures the. I mean, he's what's he? He had he's played forty five games or something in his yeah. career in the NBA. Once Give him two hundred and imagine what he can do. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. Anyway, enough of me just drooling over Victor Wembanyama. Uh, Dan, who who would you go in this matchup? Again, another biased pick here, but it's Wemby for me for cross-the-board production. But the caveat is, if you are hunting blocks, then supposedly you could look at Sabonis. Uh, mm. But I think for just overall value, in a in a nutshell, it's Wemby for me. And I, I think it's that close. And, yes, I'm biased because I have him in a keeper league. I happen to pick him up first pick or first round for myself, which seemed high at the time. But, yeah, he's better than advertised. Uh, and and Maddie, what about you? Yeah, and I'm I'm just going to take Wemby because I'm just looking forward to seeing what pick I get in drafts next year and see if I can get one in the top six and and take him. Top. I, I think that's going, where's it going next year, guys. This is what we've we've had this conversation in the last couple couple weeks, and yeah. I, I look, I just think, and I've I've had a really good think about it because I was asked the other day where I do it, um, where do I do it next year, and let's let's be honest, there's guys who are going to come up, and the usual names are going to be there. But someone, Wemby's buying him drinks at the bar already. He's whispering in their ear, do you want to take me home? And they're like, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, let's be honest. Like, we, we know who our goats are. Like, let's, this is, we might talk fantasy and we might talk all this impressive shit at the end of the day. But let's be honest. The nuts and bolts of our game is we know that the first pick is generally going to be one of two blokes. It's going to be Jokic or SGA after this season. So we can kind of rule out a one and two. And, and we're pretty good at with those positions. Tyrese Halliburton might slip a little bit because of his injuries this year, and he was flirting with that value. You know, so we kind of think about Joel Embiid. Where does he go? If there's if there's three guys who we like with that, and he, he takes a knock, I think now I think you bang on Kingy. 
I think he could be three now because of the injuries of Joel. I think that we're looking very much that you could be seeing his ADP next year anywhere between five and eight in whatever league you're in. I really am curious to see where he starts flying off because if you look at – you've mentioned, Kingy, about the ADP research from earlier this year. Who's Who are you really going to be thinking like on the year? Because we look at the season. The number one pick is Jokic, SGA, Kawhi. Injury risk, people don't want to take him in the first round generally. Luca, people will flirt with him maybe a three or four. Kyrie, with all his injuries, has been the fifth. Joel, injuries, six. Kevin Durant, seven. Uh, Anthony Davis, eight. Booker is nine. Don Mitchell, 10. Steph, 11, even threw down. And and guess who is number 13 after James Harden? It's Victor Wenbanyama. So I think, Kingy, I think you're dead on the money. I think you're the first analyst to call it early. He's a top three pick next year. Yeah, I think for me, the top five next year will be Jokic, SGA, Wemby, Halliburton, and Doncic. I think they'll be the top five. I think Embiid will slide, um, especially given he didn't have a a repair surgery. He had a trim. That's now the second time that he's had that procedure on that knee. So he can't have much meniscus left. And a guy that big... Mm. With with a dodgy meniscus, I I just don't see any way he can play more than fifty games. Um, yeah, I, I could be wrong. I certainly could be wrong, but I I definitely won't be taking a chance on him in the top five next year. I know per game he's he's just a beast, but yeah. I just think these injury once someone you get that mindset um, and and he had it early in his career, and then it took like three or four years for people to finally yeah. get over it. Yeah. People still aren't over it with Kawhi, and and I still reckon Kawhi will will fall next season a little bit because yeah. of the past. So pe- people just remember these things, and and um, yeah, I I just think Wemby will go top three, and and honestly, I'm going to just keep starting a new dynasty league until I get the first pick, so that I can get Wemby <laughs> on my team for an extended period of time because I just think he's going to be dominant for. What about you, D-Mac? Because you, you drafted him in Dynasty this year. Where did you pick him up? Uh, he was my Two? first pick, but there were a lot of keepers. But a guy okay. before me had the first pick, overall pick, after all keepers yep. were taken. Yep. He took Dame. So I was like, thank Ooh. God. And oh, okay. wow. had Dame okay. had fallen, sure, I would have taken Dame. I was just assuming that Wemby would go one or two, and luckily for me, he went two, which was to yeah. myself. You look at what he's doing. Um, 28 minutes, Kingy, you mentioned it. All the other guys in the first round, no one is less than 32 minutes per game, which is um, scary. And he's going to put yeah. it together. He's going to have a stronger support crew, a more mature support crew next season as well. Not going to miss these back-to-backs. It is very scary. His yeah, per 36s just- have him as the 12th pick this year. So per 36 stats, Victor Wemenyama on the season is 12th this year. And that's ridiculous. Like he's look again, you know, generational talent. We talk about these guys like where it's rarefied air we're talking in, but when you can build, imagine, I think we spoke about it last week, Kingy, DMAC, if you'd like to whet your appetite and go and get your local fish and chips, this is going to be up there. Imagine getting him with your first or second or third pick next year. Look at the guys you can build around to get blocks locked down early in like the third round. If you get like an elite scorer in the second to help complement him and some assists, you know, you can, you can fill out, a really well-rounded team by going blocks early, which we all know are hard to get, but you lock him down. Chet will be what a second. Imagine getting him with the first pick and then sliding back at the turn 
and sitting there at pick 22 next year, if you've got like the second or third pick and you pick up Chet, like you're, you're done. Combined, combined 4.3 stocks. So 1.2 steals from a big man like that. That is absolute elite. Imagine yeah. what you can then do in the third round as you turn back around and, and someone like Kawhi Leonard has has already fallen to the third round where you can go. Like right. the, the mind, like I'm just like, oh, please let that happen. Like yeah. it's so good. They're, they're fun to have. I've got Chet and, yeah. and Wemby in um, in the industry pickup league. And although it hasn't been a super successful season uh, because a few of my guards have been injured and, and not done what I thought they would do, Wemby and Chet have been incredible like better than better than i expected and no one touches me in blocks generally um just because i'm getting what but well, i think they're averaging about three and two and a half blocks respectively so yeah. there's five to six blocks per game what four games so i'm getting 25 blocks just out of two players um so it's ridiculous yeah it's uh I, i'm going wemby i I, don't, I didn't really yeah. give an answer but i think yeah. we're all going wemby yeah, um, yeah I, I don't really have Sabonis anywhere. I, I know he's, I know he's really good, um, but yeah, the, the upside and the excitement of having Wemby on your team for me just outweighs, uh, outweighs that. So, and can I just say how great are those San Antonio City Edition uniforms for Wemby? I think we all need one of those in the Halliburton indie indie uniform from this year. I think they're two yeah, of the best. They look great. They look great. Were you, um, what are you saying? Player of the year. I was just going to say, do you think he's up there, Defensive Player of the Year? Is he going to win that? Yes. Wem- Wemby? Yeah. I haven't looked at the odds, but surely he's there. I'm yeah, I'm 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 doing I'm doing the check right now for you. I actually thought that's a good shit. Oh, yeah, whipping out the app. I just whipped it out. Um all-star game, East versus West. West will win. NBA player awards. Here we go. Defensive player of the year. No, we shouldn't put money on this, surely. Who is it? Go bear. It's go bear. At a dollar and fourteen, who I think is very good and has had an incredible season. Like honestly, let's like flowers to Rudy, but OG Ananobi is second. Chet is third at twenty three. AD fourth at forty one. Jarrett Allen, funnily enough, is currently suspended from betting, which is a very odd thing just to pick up. Mm. Like Ooh. just to pick up uh-huh. the fact that when you pick up an app in Jarrett Allen, I, were we doing this live? I don't. No, people should be checking this and we should put people onto it. But the fact that Jared Allen is the only suspended odds is really like, why? Hmm. Did I put $10 on that? Because it's going to be more than 41. And he's had an incredible season and the Cavs have been great. And he was a contender. But then it's Victor Wembenyama at 51 to 1. $51. That's what wow. I'm that's what I'm saying. Like let's be honest. You're not gonna ever get an MVP. You're not gonna you might not you you'll get rookie of the year. But are we looking at a potential for look, let's be honest, they're not very good. Minnesota is very good. That's where you generally get the odds, who's improved the defense and but their rotations and everything that they run out there are incredible. Like that's just fair enough. But if the league wants to put some I can just see it. Oh, look. I can see people just thinking Wemby down because it's a it's a vote of the media, isn't it? De- de- like all these ones are media votes and analysts and coaches, they all get votes in there, don't they? King, you'll probably yeah. have a vote by now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have a vote. No. Um yeah, look, fifty one I don't think he gets it just because the team is so bad. Like so as, bad. as you said, I think so I think it'll be 
I think it'll be Gobert. I think if the Lakers can turn it around, Anthony Davis would be worth putting a little bit on. Um, at Forty-one to one. Yeah, if they can if they can make some moves here at the deadline and 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 sort of trend upwards and get into that fifth seed or something like that, maybe Anthony Davis gets some love. Ananobi, I'm really surprised because he was not playing well in Toronto. So this no. this is based on like three weeks in New York before and injuries and, and yeah. injuries and yeah. like he he's not good enough to be second over Chet or AD. To be fair, like yeah. he's getting a couple more steals and playing good rotation. Like he's literally helping their defense close out and actually roll to the man who we should be rolling to when there's someone in the corner. Like, and that's traditionally, good- it's not the uh, the perimeter defenders that get these awards. Maybe Marcus Smart is an exception, but usually it's the big yeah. And Rudy Gobert was a previous recipient, recipient, so I can see that. But so that means even flirting with the idea of a guy like AD or Allen or Wemby. Bam is at 60, but even Brock Lopez is at 126. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's worth just put a, like a sneaky 10 bucks on, on a, a couple of those tenor. guys. It's a sneaky it, tenner. It is a sneaky tenner. Less fish and chips for me. Yeah, More that's fish right. and chips if you win. But, you can buy the whole fish and chip shop and some right. pineapple fritters <laughs> for that. A lot of fish oh, and baby. chips for a month. Uh, so I'm going to let you boys head out in a sec. I just thought I'd throw up this final question. Evening, gents. K-Flow, Hello. Who do you reckon would be worth keeping dropping after the trade deadline between Pods and Wiggins, or should I just hold on to them rest of season? Have four Warriors in my team. Yeah, four Warriors. That's a, that's a lot of Warriors. That's a, that's a stack. A that's a Warriors stack right there. Um, look, I I think Curry – well, Curry obviously is a hold. Um, Kaminga, I don't know. Do we believe in him yet? Yep. I, we do. I'm a believer. Yeah, you're a I'm believer. a believer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we believe we? I mean, Wiggins. I don't know if they're going to try and move him, but for me, it, for me, it would be Pods. Um, just given his role and and he's pretty consistent. He gets out of position stats. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty easily um, Pajemski here, but it will depend on. Does Wiggins get traded? Maybe he gets traded somewhere and a fresh start is good for him. Um, so I'd just be holding for now, but based yeah. on what we've seen and, and what we know now, it, it would be pods for me. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. But, yeah, Wiggins is probably most likely on that Warriors team to be traded. So, yeah, watch this space um, come this time tomorrow and perhaps he's one that's going to get a lot of value. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so for anyone who who uh, just has nothing to do and is watching the background of DMAC's um, screen there. The dogs are going nuts. Yeah, they're going uh, insane. It's about dinner time for everyone in the house, including them. <laughs> yeah. They're hungry. Uh, yeah, we've got two new kittens who, who oh. are doing the same thing, but you can't oh, see them because they're like, they're tiny. They fit in my hand. So to, to uh, be fair, how's this? One of one, my kitten has crawled up right beside me. She does that whenever I get pod, and dad, dad, daddy takes longer. How's this? Come on, Miyagi. Miyagi, I love can, that. Miss, miss Miyagi. There you go. So this is uh, this is her cameo. This is this is the caddy. This is the kitty cat. She just like literally, or like a kid. There you go. Yeah. Oh, That's I love a happy, it. A happy cat. Well, I'm the I'm the Daniel son to your Miss Miyagi. You're the Daniel son. You there you go. You got it. There you go. I've got that and a dog who torments her. So, yeah. Me. Yeah. No, we had we had a, a, a cat with us for uh, – his name was Danilo. 
because uh, at the at the time, <laughs> Gallinari was my favourite player, um, and and yeah, he he uh, he unfortunately we had to have him put down uh, what two oh. weeks ago I think. Um, oh, sorry, King, which yeah. was pretty. That's why I actually missed the show. Remember, I missed the show a couple of weeks you ago. Did. That yeah, was man. why. Um, I'm yeah, sorry to hear because it, it happened on the Thursday night. Um, yeah. All pretty sudden, it was it was cancer. We did the right thing. He we we yeah. only just found out he, he had cancer. So, but we now have two new ones uh, filling the void and running. What are they? What are they? What kind of kitties are they? Uh, they're just like little. We just got them from the pound. So they they were yeah, born cool. at the pound. Um, oh, their right. mother had been taken away, like off to a house. Their sister had gone, so we took both of them, um, and they're. They might be in bed now, but so their names are Frank and Ralph. So we've just gone for some some nice Shit. old school I love names. It. Love it, can um, you? Yeah. So they're eating the plants. I know they they've been eating <laughs> the plants, and so we have to we still have to monitor what they're doing. But uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, that'll do it. Uh, it's about an hour. Still no more trades. Um, we Nothing. tried our best. Uh, we we hung around, but. Nothing. So very disappointing crossed. from Adrian, by the way. I, I expected very. more of Adrian. Like, just do better, mate. Yeah, I'm a Shams yeah. guy, so I'm just waiting for Shams. Well, both yeah. of yeah, I have them both up, <laughs> um, ready to go. So, yeah, no trades. But um, uh, so DMac, you you sort of indicated you've got a show. So what what have you got coming up tomorrow? Next twenty four hours. Yeah, trade deadline show hour and a half before the deadline. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, there's some trades by then that we can discuss. We'll see if we can discuss any live trades, some, a bit of a reaction show as well, which my daughter, my eldest daughter, has been wondering why am I not doing reaction shows because they're her favourite. So this could be a reaction show. Um, and then we'll get on Kayla as well so we can do a bit of a review uh, straight after the deadline. So that'll be fun. And, Maddie, what about Insight? Are you guys doing some deadline stuff? Yeah, mate, we're doing um, a show on Saturday morning, our usual breakdown on Saturday, because there's a bunch of lives tomorrow afternoon, breaking it down and yeah. afterwards. So we're doing the, like, instead of gut reactions, we're doing the must stream Saturday. So it's stream Saturday. So where are you going to get the most value out of all the guys and all the places that have been left? So in all the holes and voids for all of the games that are being played on Saturday, you know, I have a couple special guests lined up as well. It's a big game for Saturday, but you're also going to get the Sunday two-game day out of it. So it'll be, when we're doing it, it's going to be the Friday game, which is six. Uh, so where are you going to get the most value for those six games? So we're going to do our reactions to all of the trades, but also where are you going to get the most value for your streams for the weekend to sort yourself out while these guys land in their new destinations? Uh, invitation, Kingy, DMAC, always welcome on Saturday mornings. It's a balcony coffee session. We literally open it up and whoever, oh, it's Gorkum. Kingy, do you, like, do you remember last weekend our bloke Gorkum who popped over from to the Netherlands? Uh I His do. name means glory. Oh, he randomly right. popped in. Look at this at the okay. end. G'day, Gork. We've got a question. Would you drop Jabari Smith uh, for a potential high upside guy such as Taylor Hendricks? Assuming Jabari is your worst player and a Linick Collins moved today. Thank you, all guys. Um, I drop Jabari. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't no. think I'd drop Jabari Smith. No, I wouldn't um, drop Jabari Smith. I think. I think. Obviously, yeah, Hendricks uh, sensible. There, there's a bit of upside there, but. I think Jabari Smith, I'd still have him. I just think his role is pretty secure. He's been good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pro probably not Jabari Smith. If Jabari Smith is is your worst player, you must have a pretty good roster. Pretty bloody good. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty elite roster. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and if, I mean, look, 
if Alinic and Collins are moved today, um, maybe we could reevaluate it. Um, but again, we don't know who's coming back. We don't know what Hendrick's role will be. We we assume that he would get minutes, but but we don't know for sure. So I probably wouldn't if it's Jabari Smith. Um, but on, in terms of Taylor Hendricks, I think he could be a winner if Alinic and or Collins are moved. Uh, and as we mm. said earlier in the show, I think Alinic probably gets moved because I just yep. think there's so many teams that could use a floor spacing centre at the moment. Um, yep. Oklahoma City being another one of those. Um, so, do they get a big man? Do you think this trade deadline? Do you think they get I the think, big middles they need? I think they need to. I think yep. they need to get a big uh, Andre Drummond has, has been in trade talks, sort of rumored to be another yep. centre that could go somewhere. Phoenix, I think I saw, were interested in him. So, um, fingers crossed. When we wake up in the morning, there's actually been some trades, and because otherwise, I I too have a trade deadline recap show coming up and if there's no trades i'll have nothing to recap so it'll just be me and, and my guests talking, talking about, about xavier tillman or something fish and chips and xavier, xavier tillman. tillman yeah and xavier tillman yep that's right um i'm gonna pop this up anyway because then my cat gets a shout out uh yeah very yeah you're welcome like i mean this is our fun show really of the week yeah. when we just sort of hang out uh, and yes, rest in peace, Danilo. Yeah, he was. Uh, Absolutely, it was a sad few days. Um, I won't lie. Uh, it was. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, but we got him. We got him cremated, and we got his little thing back today. So. Um, oh, nice! Is, you got that new boy. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pour. A, you, you still got another beer there, D Mac? Let's uh, raise it up for. Uh, let's raise one up for Kenny. Let's raise up for Kenny. Uh, where is he? Hang on, two seconds. Go for it. I've got I've got my little fat lamb, which I don't know if it's a like I should should be drinking anything to animal related after this. It's acceptable. I think I feel really bad. There's no way you would have let me carry him when he was alive. Here we go. Oh, is that a little so kitty? Yeah, so that's like it a sleeping, sleeping cat kitty. Urn thing. It is. Oh, that's yeah. cute, Kingy. Yeah. So that, that'll sit up. I'm actually can you I'm I'm you know what? I'm going to take a photo of that because I actually think that's one of the most beautiful things. Hold that bad, how will that bad boy up? I'm going to show the wife that afterwards because when it, when my when my little girl goes, when, when Miyagi goes, that's uh, hey, let's raise it up for Danilo. Big time, yeah. Danilo. Danilo. So where do you keep Kingy? Where where is it kept? Front and center. Yeah, front and center. So we've got to get um, we've got so the cat I had before him um, was yeah. was Nev, named after Nev Campbell because she was a, a little bit of a. Uh, a hobby of mine. <laughs> I, just thought she was into, I, just, I just thought she was in Denise Richards, but that's just me. Uh, so, so she, she, she is also in an urn, um, and so just up on a like on a, a shelf as you walk in the front door. Um, and so we've got to get some some frames done with some engraving and stuff. Oh, that's um, cute. Yeah, I feel so good. No, we we need to do better. Our two uh, in the pantry in an urn. Um, so we need to do better. And I'm married to a vet, so we need to do much better. There you go. Yeah. Well, at least they're near the food. Um, that, exactly. Such... Yeah. Just like the good yeah. old days. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I love all right. It, so, dude. yeah, I'm going to let you boys go. Um, everyone here is going to bed. So, so I guess I, I might try and get to bed early so that I can get up early. Um, DMAC, you've got to be up stupidly early. So, stupidly I'll, early. I'll let you have dinner. Uh, thanks for coming on, boys. We'll, we'll be, well, Maddie and I'll be back next week, um, and we'll get we'll get Dan on again at, at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, that will do it uh, for today's show. Remember to check out all of our content over at fbibasketball. 
facebook.com. Follow both of these guys at NBA GWiz, at NBA Fantasy Bible. I am at Adam King91. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, anywhere else you can find podcasts and videos will be there. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, like. Until next time, catch up. Thanks, guys. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.